Live. Right on time again. Oh, no, 12.01. Ah, that was close enough, right, Will? Right when you walked out. Close enough, right? Oh, you're going to blame me for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, listen. I took a, I went, I did a quick bathroom because I was like, you know what? Sometimes, in, yeah. sometimes these babies go. Yeah. Sometimes these babies go. I'm feeling good today. I'm just going to tell you that. Yeah. For some reason, I'm breathing better. For some reason, I don't know what happened. I just got out of my car. I just went, I just, I just did that. And it's it's very strange, man, how the breathing impacts the mood, impacts the stress and the blood pressure and whatever else. It's yeah. like a domino effect. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they recommend breathing. Well, it's, you know, just we, in general, you know, we talk about on this show in the past, but it, it's crazy to me the consecutive days I can go in a state of stress without really breathing. Just yeah. those short little next thing, next thing. And, you know, your yeah. your brow is permanently furrowed and you're kind of just like like a general frustrated state and you can maintain it. Mm-hmm. And you can't really pinpoint, but you just maintain it. And then it can break in a moment's notice. And you're like, oh, my God. Sure. I could also I could also do that. And then the endorphins and then the, the effect of it. Right. Uh, yeah, especially in cold weather. I feel like it's very uh, healthy. And in hot, like saunas or something hot yoga or something well some people they have to actually manufacture it like they have to actually create a moment in time whether through meditation yoga or otherwise in the bathroom to encourage the breathing you know you got all these different smart devices and things we wear now some cases it's like hey remember to breathe you know they have the breathe function in it or some meditative function in it so you know the reminder is better than nothing yeah but ultimately you kind of want to maintain that state as often as possible so um you were just outside um breathing a couple things well listen a couple of things went right for me yesterday Uh, okay finally (laughs) a couple of things went right for me yesterday which maybe contributed to to some extent Mm -hmm. but also i don't know sometimes it just feels like the stars align or something. I don't, yeah, know, I don't know. Sometimes you can't, like I said, you can't pinpoint it uh-huh. in either direction. You're just like, I don't know. guess it's working right now. Um, I made a little bit of progress with the plumbing. Yeah. So some that follow me on Twitter may have noticed on the Lou, Litter, Lou Later Twitter handle, Lou Litter, that I picked up, I got the camera. I got the 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 deep diver the why do you have a skull emoji snake style camera because it's just like you know i'm so dead that i've i this is my last shot last resort yeah. yeah it's my last resort i've been getting killed left right and center so i picked up the rigid i can't remember the model name but essentially you have a, a, a snake with a camera on the end and a light on the end to illuminate and some water resistance so you can go around the bend now these are used for a number of different types of inspections. In the example there, they're just sort of like looking into the wall. Mm-hmm. You can send it down a pipe if you want, except after I bought it, I realized very quickly, this is four feet of snake. I went down under the sink and I removed the trap, mm-hmm. the P trap. I'm a plumber now, by the way. 
Yeah. So I got it. I got the P trap off, and I'm at basically at the wall at this point. So I'm like four feet. I should be able to see something. Mm-hmm. Of course, I go four feet with the camera. <laughs> clean as a whistle. A pipe is clean as. Oh, whistle. dude! You I gotta like, get a longer one. Like, oh. Was it cool footage? Footage, footage, very cool. I was like, wow, man, with a little flashlight on there, it was better than I expected. Okay. Come to find out, the professionals got way more length than that. Uh, professionals got fifteen thousand dollar equipment. Uh-huh. What is how like like you see how long these things are? It has a huge spool on it. Oh yeah. Baby's going around the bend, around the corners, going into the neighbor's yard. Uh-huh. Right into um, their sink. Unbelievable. Somebody's gear that's out there. Not my small time $250 stuff. Yeah, they laugh at you for that. So I had a contingency in there. I bought that, but at the same time, I also bought a proper 25-foot typical snake non-camera okay just the one with the little barb on the end to try to grab anything that's in there i went down there 25 feet deep i was in there and then with one of those guys yeah well i got i mean there was gunk there was some gunk on there that was me with the i didn't have the rubber glove but otherwise that was me yeah, give me that shot right there. I was at the wall, so I was like, okay, I'm going 25 feet from here. I must be getting somewhere. Okay. Um, Everyone's cheering you on? In my house? Yeah. No, I got to I gotta rely on the chat for that. Okay. Yeah. The chat. Just thinking the, of them. Yeah, I was thinking of the chat cheering me on. Your kids are like, is it done yet? I was thinking of the community cheering me on. No, my kids, you kidding me? They give me a smack in the back of the head. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, everybody was was supportive. Yeah, okay. I go 25 feet in there. Okay. You know what the next question is, right? I pull it, I pull that baby out. I see a little bit of stuff. I'm like uh, uh, I didn't feel I only felt like where the pipe was making a turn okay. and I had to sort of spin around it. But I feel like Oh my God, this thing is further than 24, 25 feet is, was what I felt at that moment. Mm-hmm. It's now, not a complete block now, right? Because the water is draining. Okay, so that's the key. Okay. I turn on, I put everything back together. I put the P trap back on and I run the water and I have flow. And I'm like, Damn, did I get it? Did I poke enough of a hole through Gunk Town that now I have some flow? Maybe. I let out a, 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 a burst of noise. A wife comes running. Are you hurt? What's the... Just thought I got an electrocute or something. I'm like, no, that's different. This is plumbing over here. Yeah. <laughs> different element. She thought I was drowning in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. I said, no, it was, I was excited that I had some flow. Uh-huh. Turn on the dishwasher, baby's going. I'm the hero, you understand? Dude, so you fixed it? Why you gotta do that one? <laughs> I was excited, man. Uh... Wait, hold on. Before you continue, was there tapioca? Were, were there bubbles? No, I couldn't. Because listen, dude, my 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 
Snake didn't go, go far enough to show me what it was. And okay. whatever junk I could see kind of looked like grease. I see. So I was thinking it was more in that territory, if I had to guess. Mm. But the key was, I'm on a whole new level of speculation now. Because a little bit of time passed, and towards the evening, after you try to catch up on all those dishes and everything that had been piling up without the singing action... And all of a sudden, it starts getting slow again. And it ends backing up into the sink. And I'm like... Oh, after you put everything back together. I put everything into it. Everything I had, I put into it. Yeah. There was none of me left. I was in pieces. Yeah. Shambles. Uh, now I got a, a whole new speculation that it might be something to do with the way it's venting because i'm a plumber now mm. and this is controversial some people think no way you couldn't be that backed up just because of a bad vent or a blocked vent mm -hmm. but i'm getting some gurgling i'm doing some research mm. you know these 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 sometimes the vent stack can get something in it sure. get a squirrel sure. in there or something yeah now I gotta get on the roof. No. I'm getting on the roof. That's not where the sink is. That's not where the pipes are. Where the vent is. And vent. It, it, if you don't have... Okay, some people will say no, but the sink itself is letting air in. So you're not getting suction. It creates a vacuum. You have the trap. The water stays in. Mm -hmm. Depends on the way the system's designed. But I was starting to think, is there some sort of connection? And the chat can help me out over here. It, is there some sort of connection between that big snowstorm that happened and my regurgitation? Hmm. Something blocked. Did, 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 on this premises, did they put the vent in some weird spot that could be completely sealed up at this point? So are you able to access the vent? Well, you, what you're showing here is a vent that's right on the pipe internally. You need to be looking at a vent on an exterior wall. Kitchen sink vent exterior. This is my speculation. One of my speculations. One of my speculations. I'm a plumber, Well. You understand? I don't know what I'm talking about. Hmm. Oh, there. Is that a vent? Plumbing vent covers. Yeah. So, uh... Look, look, look. Flush the toilet whenever the sink is clogged and see if it gurgles. You might have a vent problem. Okay. You know what I think it is, Will? Huh? I think it's 50 pounds of chestnuts from a woodpecker. <laughs> you got a whole house full of them. I think it's 50 pounds of chestnuts. They're just all in your vent. <laughs> Shout out advanced scarecrow. Unbelievable. People want me to get the garden hose going. Oof, that seems, uh, that's a next level to it. Yeah. People want me to get the garden hose going. I'm not done yet. I'll, 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 it's it's an okay. it's a saga. It's a saga. This is you know, you got shows on Netflix. You got stuff that we'll watch. You got Game of Thrones. Yeah. 
You got game, game of pipes. You got Super Mario Bros. That's what you're watching here. This is a cliffhanger. This is the only series that you need to be updated on. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you know. But I have some drainage right now. So the wife is happy. The kids are semi-impressed with dad. But it's not <laughs> what I need yet. Yeah. It's actually You don't me. get a high five just It's yet. actually me that's not satisfied yet. Mm-hmm. And the community as well. The community expects more. And But you want to do this. You want to go all the way. You're not going to hire a plumber? Somebody in the chat says Toronto doesn't have plumbers. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> it's not the point, man. It's on principle. Yeah. And once it's on principle, commitment level. You understand? Well, you're probably learning a lot more about plumbing in well, and of itself. Listen, when you become inquisitive... When you have an actual problem to face, the learning potential is enormous mm -hmm. because now it's practical. Sure. It's exposing yeah. itself in real life. It's hands-on. Like I said, full disclaimer, disclosure, warning, don't mess your whole thing up, all right? Professionals exist for a reason. Don't try this at home. Yeah. But I, it was a calculated risk on my part and plumbing. You understand? Well, it's part of it's 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 it's, it's a phase. You're gonna go through it at some point. Yeah, I will. You're gonna go through it at some point. I have my own shenanigans at some point. That's what I'm talking. I about. I had to buy like a little plunger yeah, and you like did. do the sink. Which type of sink was it? Kitchen? Uh, two sinks actually. Go ahead. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was a kitchen sink. It was, wasn't it? You were pesky. Yeah, sink. yeah, and you and you sorted it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, it worked out. Took you two seconds. Look at that. Well, it was a lot of trial and error. Wait. I used Drano too. Ah, oh, get me started. Yeah. I want to talk to Mister Drano. Yeah, I want to talk to him. People said the water wasn't hot enough. I need to talk to Mister Drano. That's another update in the ongoing saga. We're gonna get an interview with Mister Drano. Has your stuff ever worked on anything? Because you made a goddamn billion-dollar fortune off this stuff because you got a good name and a funky graphic. But I want to know if it's ever done anything for anyone. Yeah. I'm sure it helped. Come on now. I just want to know. I never experienced it. Great on tough clogs. Guaranteed or it's free. Like, I... What am I supposed to do? Go back to the store? I'm like, it didn't work. Yeah. Crystals, gel. Don't get me started. I'm a, we're going to have a guest. It's going to be Mr. Drano. Get to the bottom of it. This is a Netflix show. Mm -hmm. This is an HBO show. This is Disney Plus you're watching. Uncovering. This is Disney Plus. It's an ongoing saga. And you got to tune into the next episode to see what has transpired. Disney Ultra. Damn, dude. This is you on the front, on the top story of the day. Yeah. Look at you. You woke up. Me. You woke up today and you chose war. Uh huh. Yeah. Good for you. you Got to do it sometimes. I've been following these uh, stories, and I'm equally intrigued by the change of pace, by the ongoing, uh, the the well, the new kind of wow, seemingly consensus on this Wuhan deal, and apparently China has now warned Elon Musk against sharing the Wuhan lab leak report. They're like, you want to keep 
uh, selling a couple Teslas over here. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. You're it's talking like, about like billions of dollars. And Are you talking about billions? Maybe trillions. You, you talking trillies? Yeah. Been a long time since you talked trilly. Yeah. I don't say much. Chinese state-run media warned Tesla CEO Elon Musk that he was risking his relationship with China after he retweeted about, how can a TV channel say that you're risking your relationship with the entire country? Mm. So, I mean, I guess they can. Yeah, why can't? They can say yeah, whatever they why want. not? Especially state-run. About the U.S. government's low-confidence assessment that the COVID pandemic originated in a Wuhan laboratory. The warning comes ahead of a congressional hearing on China. And after the downing of a Chinese espionage balloon, while well, we all talk, we all know about balloon talk. Drake has a song called Knife Talk. You and me, we have a song called Balloon Talk. Uh-huh, yeah. Sort of different. The content is a little different. Mm. So we got the tension going on Beijing and China. We had, what was it, the Department of Energy that came out and said, yeah, it's, we basically most likely, as far as we're concerned, most likely lab leak. And uh, the implications of that, and people say, oh, well, some people uh, were profiting from gain-of-function research. And that's the reason it was kept from people for so long, because it was in, wasn't in their, the best interest of the money. Hmm. Follow the money. Chinese state-run newspaper issued a warning. Tesla CEO Elon Musk, after he shared reporting on the U.S. Department of Energy's low-confidence assessment that the global COVID p- pandemic uh, originated in Wuhan Laboratory. Low confidence assessment? Okay, so they're saying it's a possibility? Mm. Interesting. CNBC's Eunice Yoon reported Tuesday morning on the warning from the social media pages of the Global Times, the English language subsidiary of the government-controlled People's Daily. The Global Times warned Musk that he could be breaking the pot of China after the Tesla Twitter CEO responded to tweets that asserted that the COVID pandemic originated in Wuhan Research Laboratory. Okay, so here is... What did Elon say? That's what I want to know. What was his actual tweet? He did it via pass-through organization uh, EcoHealth. Dr. Anthony Fauci funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab, lied to Congress about it, and now both the FBI and Department of Energy have concluded that the coronavirus originated at the Wuhan lab. Does that mean Dr. Anthony Fauci funded the development? Oh, my dear. Well, this this, uh, Twitter handle is going for the jugular. Uh-huh. This Twitter handle is not pulling any punches and is certainly not being threatened by the pot of China, China's pot. And Elon responded. And Elon says he did it via pass-through organization EcoHealth. Elon is deep on it right now, and he's heavy on Twitter, and he can reach as many people as anybody else on the planet. And whichever side of this he finds himself on, he has the opportunity to be incredibly persuasive and incredibly influential on the way that people think about this uh the saying is akin to the idiom to bite the hand that feeds you so that's what the pot means you're gonna lose access to the pot you know what i'm saying yeah you don't like is there like a racist thing there with the honey pot and no okay i don't i mean it's their saying i'm just thinking way too much about it's their saying it's their saying. They're drawing, They're reflecting on the hand that feeds you. They're basically saying, you got rich off China. You best watch what you say about right, China. Right, That's it. Yeah. You're okay. still getting rich off China. Best watch what you say about China. 
I won't and, say anything. And no, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm, saying <laughs> I'm not saying you, but I'm just. I know. I know. It's like. Uh, there's a lot of companies that aren't doing business in China, mm-hmm. right? Or at least have limited business functionality in China. We've talked about in the past, companies like Google. Mm-hmm. Then there's some that, that get along to a certain extent, make a lot of money over there. We've talked about that too. That's Tesla. Tesla. Right now, it's that, rocket, sh- that, rocket fuel. <laughs> that's Tesla. That's Apple. <laughs> well, you need to take a moment or what? Uh, no, I'm good. That's, that's, uh, that's Tesla. That's Apple. That's others. Sure, yeah. That Play might, ball. That might be watching what they say. It's mm-hmm. tough. We're talking about billions. Willie's talking about trillions. Mm. So, but this is heating up. It's really heating up. What I want to know is low confidence. Can you give me uh, U.S. government's low confidence assessment? Give me Department of Energy assessment of this. I just, I, I mean, now is the time, Will, that we see exactly what language they used. Well, you're you're gonna have to put in there, Wuhan, right? Yeah. U.S. Energy Department assesses COVID nineteen likely resulted from lab leak, furthering U.S. intel divide over virus origin. So you you have infighting going on between different organizations inside mm. the United States, FBI, CIA. U.S. Energy Department. Which side are they on? Which report are they? Uh, endorsing and agreeing to, and this is this energy department assessment has is now gathering steam. Specifically, people are saying, "Oh, they're the courageous ones, willing to to go out on a limb and suggest this particular likelihood." And then there's others that are in damage control mode that are like, well, what happens to the world if this is the pathway that we take in the choose your own adventure novel? Right of this particular accusation what will the consequence be how will people respond how will people treat it what will happen to trade and already strained uh, tensions and balloons and you see what i'm saying balloons and tesla's being sold in china i mean that's really what that's the most important part for elon's you know but i don't know if it's the most important part for elon because he's obvious he's obviously chatting right now he's chirping he's chirping he's chatting he's on twitter He's saying, well, at least for now, he's saying you're not going to touch nothing. Right? I mean, that's the response. I mean, he got the threat now. We'll see if he gets quiet about it. Yeah, I'm curious to see. See if he gets quiet about it now with the threat. I mean, it would be enormous news for Tesla if all of a sudden the hand that feeds. Yeah. If all of a sudden, kaboom. Uh-huh. So time will tell, but... Elon is vocal on his platform. He be vocal on his platform. Yeah. Speaking about privacy. Uh Uh-oh. Tesla releases a detailed look at its privacy approach. That's a cool-looking camera. The one on the the front there, above Mm -hmm. the front tire. I like the shape of this, the way they integrated that. Very slick. Tesla's released a detailed look at its latest data privacy approach with more details about what stays in your car and what goes to Tesla. For a long time, data privacy was not really a thing. Car buyers were overly concerned about, but with the advent of connected vehicles, it's starting to change. There's no more connected vehicle than a Tesla. 
and recognizes uh, an increasing concern for buyers, they launch a new web page highlighting its effort to protect customer consumer data. This is very Apple-esque. Apple's like turning the Apple logo into the lock, mm-hmm. marketing it, saying this is where you want to be, privacy types, advocates and such, saying uh, secured uh, enclave. What do they call it? Yeah. Some word before enclave. Some word before enclave, though. Digital enclave, uh, fortified enclave, data enclave. Somebody give me the Apple's terminology. I just remember enclave. I know I remember it because it's a because enclave is kind of a cool word. Yeah. Somebody's gonna give it to us. The chat is on fire. Will come on. They're gonna get there quick. Secure. Enclave. Oh, secure enclave. Jeez. Hmm. All right. Someone said Buick Enclave <laughs> as a vehicle. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I feel like I said secure, did I not? At one, one of security. my guesses, security enclave. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So Apple has realized they've recognized as a thing that matters to people, and they have emphasized it in their marketing and their language and communication. Mm. And now Tesla is recognizing something similar. I believe Google followed suit and just many others. Oh, this is what people want to talk about and hear about in 2023. Where's the data going? What's it being used for? So anyway, they updated their webpage. We're committing, we're committed to protecting you anytime you get behind the wheel of a Tesla. That commitment extends to your data privacy. Our privacy protections aim to go beyond industry standards, ensuring your personal data is never sold, tracked, or shared without any permission or knowledge. Well, you get some you might get some weird camera action like looking at you while you're driving. Are you nervous about the inside camera? That's uh... when I was doing the beta for uh, FSD. I'm just like, yes, yeah, ding, 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 ding. But do you? I, I mean, I you... guess. I, I guess if I was doing weird stuff in my car, uh huh. I'm not really doing weird stuff at the moment. But just the fact that it's. But if there. I was gonna think about doing some weird stuff in my car, okay, yeah. Then probably immediately I'd be staring at some camera and being like, hmm. So anyway, here's a, a little chart breakdown of what is and isn't shared or, or what is processed directly on the vehicle. Sentry mode camera recordings directly on vehicle. Not shared with Tesla. Not associated with your account. Okay, cool. Dash cam recordings. Same. Just directly on vehicle. Cabin camera data. That's the one. <laughs> processed directly on vehicle. If opted in... Shared with Tesla, if FSD betas enabled, if FSD betas enabled, because they want to say, oh, it crashed, but look what this guy was doing. Oh, it crashed, but this guy was doing funky stuff. He wasn't really driving or doing, paying attention, whatever Uh, he uh, agreed to in FSD beta. Uh, so that, I mean, I remember, I saw the terms pop up when I selected that. So yeah, 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 whatever. I was aware of it. (laughs) Autopilot camera recordings, if opted in, in the occurrence of a safety critical event. Location data, bingo. Speed, that's interesting, only in the occurrence of a safety critical event. Voice commands, never shared. Browsing history, never shared. Odometer, possibly for fleet analysis and improvement. Charging data, when the supercharger network is used. Hmm. That makes sense. Touch screen interactions, yes, shared. You were tapping the screen too much. I feel like I've seen that happen when you're on autopilot and you're interacting with the screen too much. It's like, hey, dude. Oh, really? 
I feel like I've ex- I feel like I felt that before uh-huh. that it wasn't the usual interval interval that tapping the screen a lot can actually change the interval of prompt hmm. for steering wheel touching and attention on the road. Interesting. What if it's your passenger? How uh, would they know? Camera. The camera. Oh, the camera connects. Camera. Watch what you looking at? Yeah. Tesla brings Quicksilver and Midnight Cherry Red Model Y to Giga Texas ahead hey. of Investor Day. Let's go Cherry Red. Midnight Cherry Red. Uh, we both love the red. We both love the Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. These colors would be welcome additions. They're currently in Europe. They're in the uh, Berlin Gigafactory. Lovely, lovely stuff. I would... Pr- I'd probably go for the Quicksilver. Okay, yeah. Myself, I'm a, I've always been a fan of silver cars. I hope they nailed the silver. That'd be sick. Mm. And it comes to North America sooner than later. But they don't have it in the paint shops over here yet, mm. unfortunately. We have to wait a little bit. But they brought them there for battery... Well, they, no, no, investor day, not battery day. What am I talking about? Today, at what time? That's coming soon, is it not? I think it's tonight at... 7 p.m. Oh, yeah, it's always late at night. 7 or 10 p.m.? It's always, if I want to catch it, it's late at night. Yeah, probably 10 p.m. So anyway, it's, it's happening soon. And by them bringing them there, maybe, just maybe, there's an announcement to be made about those new colors being introduced in North America, mm-hmm. which I am here for. Here for it, Will. Yeah. I might be, I might have to pick, pick one of those up. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The presence of Quicksilver and, and Midnight Cherry Red at Giga Texas ahead of Investor Day bodes well for the facility. So far, the two colors are only available in vehicles uh, produced at Gigafactory Berlin since that facility is equipped with the company's most advanced paint shop. Considering that Giga Texas is Tesla's newest factory so far, one could infer that it's also equipped with a paint shop that's comparable, if not better, than Giga Berlin. It would then not be surprising if Giga Texas eventually offers unique color options such as Quicksilver, Midnight Cherry in the future. Love it. Let's go. Uh, Quicksilver and Midnight Cherry are made possible only through Tesla's most advanced paint shop, which allows up to 13 layers for depth and dimension. The colors are made from highly pigmented paint that's designed to change depending on the viewing angle and light. This is something that's been happening with other automakers. They've had these advanced paint shops in the past. It wasn't the most immediate priority for Tesla when they were trying to ramp up production and get these vehicles out in the world. Mm-hmm. But then uh, now they're a more mature company and they're like, okay, we can start to offer more colors, better colors. Let's do it. Yeah. My full support. Dude, it looks really nice. Both of them. Both of the colors. So, yeah, good stuff. The Boring Company CEO who slept at Twitter's headquarters with his newborn baby is rumored to be Twitter's next CEO. The Boring Company CEO. Oh, well, listen. You got a newborn baby, you stay at HQ. Elon's like, it's my type of guy. Mm-hmm. The other person that just got fired, they were sleeping there, but they didn't have a newborn. So yeah, that wasn't really hard enough. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we got a lot One, of people. One, two little check marks. We got a lot of people sleeping here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you got to have your whole family here. You got to be uh, eating uh, breakfast cereal only. Mm-hmm. You got to be... Uh, Sleeping a maximum of, what, two and a half hours a night? You got to say Tesla every two hours. Got to scream it. Uh, Okay. Okay. That's a requirement. Okay. That's CEO material right there. Yeah. 
Twitter employees are speculating that the Boring Company CEO, Steve Davis, could replace Elon Musk as CEO. Davis helped orchestrate Twitter's latest round of layoffs, the publication said. He's like, hey, figure out who to fire. (laughs) The guy's like, no problem. Davis helped, or uh, uh, he was one of the first to embrace Musk's hardcore edict. Hardcore. Hardcore edict and slept at the office. Speculation is swirling. Who's the next CEO? Is it going to be this guy or Mr. Beast? The publication said Davis helps uh, orchestrate the layoff of 200 people. Impacted 200 people. Ahead of the layoffs, the executive at Musk's tunnel company called Twitter managers and asked them to identify exceptional employees. Davis's role in the layoffs has caused employees across all levels of the company to theorize that he will replace Musk as Twitter's CEO. Since he took over in October, Musk has become has more than halved Twitter's workforce. Woo! Half. You come in and you just like don't need half of you. Yeah. Jack Dorsey's like, I'm gonna launch my own social media. Yeah, yeah. You got that one in here? I do. Yeah, of course you do, Will. You're damn right you do. Um do you think it's possible that Elon is just gonna hire within? his own companies is it, or is he going to hire like outside i mean the guy he seems very particular about who's going to do these big jobs and if this guy's at the boring company doing what he was doing if he just fired a bunch of people it's kind of getting close to ceo status anyway got to be his style mm. uh you know he's got the he's got the casual adidas hat on you know he looks ready to go so look at the bed. He was that was his house. He was living there with the conference TVs right on the wall. You just take the conference right in the room. In bed. That's right. So just half roll naked. Yes. Just boom, boom. Holding a baby. Elon's like a CEO material right there. Yeah. Very relatable. Tesla officially opens the superchargers to non-Tesla EV owners in the US and explains how it works. I saw a video today of one of the first demonstrations of this. I was tempted to go drive down to Buffalo to give it a crack with a uh, non-Tesla charging at a supercharger, piss some people off in the Taycan. Yeah. Uh, be a cool clip, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. A little bit far, but be a cool clip. Tesla has finally started to open some supercharger stations to non-Tesla electric uh, owners in the U.S. This is through the Magic Dock with the uh, CCS. Mm. No adapter necessary. Mm-hmm. Just straight up CCS from the supercharger to your CCS vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um. While those stations were now equipped with the integrated CCS adapter to work with non-Tesla EVs, the automaker had yet to officially open them up through the app and start onboarding electric cars to its charging network. Today, Tesla officially started to do that. Let's play the clip. Yeah, that's probably copyrighted music. You probably got to kill that one real quick. Select a site, a site, and stall. So here's how the app's going to look. Eight of eight available. And this one, again, is uh, in New York State. Choose the post number, and you see the rate, and your credit card is attached to it, and you pull the whole adapter out. That's the best look we've gotten at it. So it is your typical Tesla style. Can you go back to that frame? Sure. This is the best idea. Just pause it with the thing extended. There you go. So... You want to unlock the adapter and the cable at the same time. Mm -hmm. So in this case, this would work with a Tesla, with a Tesla proprietary connector. But then that same connector is attached to the CCS adapter. Mm. And you pull the whole deal out of the magic dock, which I don't think is going to be available at every single stall, but it'll be at some. 
And then that's going to go into your CCS capable vehicle, right? Like that. And you'll begin the charging at the agreed upon rate and you'll see how you're doing and you'll be ready to go. So this is huge news for non-Tesla owners. It's huge news for Tesla owners because there's going to be more competition (laughs) for charging at their favorite supercharger locations. But for electric cars in general, it's a positive thing. Electric cars in general, this increases adoption. There's a shortage of charge stations and Mm -hmm. this immediately overnight uh, enhances the number of options, particularly for people not driving Teslas. The other automakers got to be loving this. Mm-hmm. And Tesla's still going to make some cash on it. They're going to still yeah, set their sure. rate. They're still going to profit off of it, and they can figure out what they want to charge for it, and then other people can figure out what that's worth to them. Yeah. You know, what that rate happens to be. Maybe there'd be some preferential rate for... Well, that's a honker. Well, it's hey. a honker, Will. Look at that. Absolutely. But the thing is has extreme capability as well. It's an ugly thing, but it has capability. Of, you know, the, the new Hummer can pull 350 kilowatt off that baby. Mm-hmm. That's some nasty stuff. Keep it in mind. Cool. Yeah, if anyone uh, has some experience charging this, would love to hear about it. Yeah, so uh, we have a, a comment from Lee in the chat. He says there's a video. Tesla Raj did a video on it, and okay. it didn't go as fast on his Rivian. Not 250 kilowatt, but 150. Well, that's fine. A lot of Tesla superchargers are only 150 to begin with. Hmm. And the number of 250 or even 350 kilowatt uh, charger availability is very slim at the moment. 150, we can deal with. That's especially around here. Like that's an improvement over some of the availability sure. in this region. Volkswagen, Audi, and Porsche are getting their own in-car app store. And yes, it includes TikTok. So this is not Android. This app store, or it is kind of Android, but it's like a skin, and then it's like a hand-selected number of apps that work well on their layout. I believe this is designed from the ground up. Wow. If you've long felt like the one thing missing from your Audi was in-car TikTok, fret no more. Volkswagen Group is the latest to join the in-car app party, and it's doing it in a big way. And it's a preview of the conglomerate's big plans for a unified in-car software platform that will govern how its cars operate for years to come. The world's second largest vehicle manufacturer announced today that it will soon roll out an app store designed to serve its wide portfolio of car brands. Inside drivers will find familiar third-party apps optimized for car-friendly usage. So I'm guessing it's going to be somewhat similar to their Android version with with an optimization Mm -hmm. for a car dash, whatever an in-car version might look like, similar to how Android Auto would do it or Apple CarPlay. The initial rollout includes big names like TikTok, Spotify, Yelp, and more, all optimized for in-car use and designed to run from an infotainment system screen. The App Store will launch with certain new Audi models this year. It'll be rolled out to additional cars and brands like Porsche, Lamborghini and Bentley later on. A lot of people don't realize the scope of VW is like all these brands. It's Mm -hmm. enormous at that point. Last month, Mercedes-Benz also announced that its new car starting with the 2024 E-Class will include built-in apps for TikTok, Zoom, and Vivaldi web browser and more. What's interesting about these, Will, is you've got these apps in there which are going to be in the native in-car app ecosystem, but you've also got Android Auto. You've also got Apple CarPlay. And they're increasingly wireless and easy to use. Uh-huh. And then it maps everything over, and it's already familiar, and your apps are already there. So it's a tough proposition, but I guess there's enough customers that still want this dedicated experience 
that just don't want to attach anything to it and will use the native system. And who knows, maybe car manufacturers, and I'm not saying that they're right in believing this, maybe they think that they can beat those other experiences and do even better in their own native ones. I mean, mm. Tesla thinks that, mm-hmm. even though there's plenty of Google products integrated like Maps and so on. Yeah. But otherwise, the interface belongs to them, and and it is it is useful, and it does manage everything that the car does, whereas Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, for example, they don't really reach into the car's own systems for sure, yeah. modifying or manipulating aspects of the car's behavior, but instead they're mostly tied just to multimedia and other app-like and things. And your accounts. I yeah, guess. which... For the most part is enough, assuming you have other buttons and knobs and things for the other functions. Similarly, setups like Apple CarPlay and Android Auto largely bypass the native car tech experience, much to the chagrin of automakers. Now, there have been custom type jobs. I believe Volvo, for example, work and Polestar, I think they work directly with Google on their interface. So it's integrated better, even though the back end is basically like an Android Auto Google-centric experience. Mm-hmm. So there are, yeah, the partnership with Google. So there are different ways to approach this thing, but I kind of like this one. This one's kind of appealing to me, a more native experience embracing a partnership. I don't know. It's tough to say because mm-hmm. every automaker doing their own, I've just seen it in the past where they just don't. They, they struggle on the software side. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe maybe they're ready to hire the right people and, uh, and nail it. Mm-hmm. Hyundai gives us a closer look at the EV-led 2024 Kona electric design. Oh, eh. Eh? Eh. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm a big eh on that compared to like Ionic? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No? I like them both. Um this has a futuristic light bar. I really like this I know, like, but it's, flat style. It's a little light. too curvy compared to Ionic. You like the more hard edges. I, I, I don't know. I just, can see that. I don't know. I felt like they were doing... I just don't know how this fits into the current language, or is it meant to be completely different? Hyundai is promising a daring glimpse into the future of the urban SUV with its brand new 2024 Kona Electric model arriving this summer. The all-new Hyundai Kona Electric has several new features, including a bold, more dynamic EV-derived design. Uh, The first Kona model was launched back in 2017. The Electric uh, came a year later with up to 292 miles of range in 2018 as part of their new generation of EVs. Although the SUV was redesigned in 2021, sporty aerodynamic look, it still felt like a gas-powered vehicle that happened to be electric. They fixed this with a complete EV-derived futuristic overhaul for the 2024 model year after receiving praise for the bold Ionic 5 design. They brought the innovation and commitment into this. I feel it doesn't really integrate properly. Play play the video and I'll decide here. Because I thought that the Ionic lineup was very cohesive. Yes. What is it, the 5 and the 6? Yeah. They kind of look like they're from the same family, same parents. Mm Mm-hmm. This one has a little bit of that, but then it also, I don't know, it also kind of looks like they're older gas-powered cars. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with, like, design teams and EVs now. They have, like, internal design teams that are completely different, and then they have these different design languages, Hmm. even within their own company. I mean, it looks nice. I think it's just they set the bar so high with what they did with... Ionic? Yeah, with the initial Ionic designs. 
you can see a little bit. Like, I know. There's a little, you know, little bit. Little. There's a little bit. But then it also kind of looks a little bit like everything else on the road. Whereas with the Ionic, it doesn't look like anything else on the road. You you're see, right. Yeah. You see it and you're like, you can spot an Ionic from far away. Either, yeah. either of the two models. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, but maybe they, the, they might I, know something we don't. Like, maybe this yeah. is what people want. The interior looks similar yeah. to the Ionic. The, the so. interior definitely has that kind of futuristic EV thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, price point-wise, like, is this a little bit more budget than the Ionic? Or, see, that's another thing I'm not certain of. Yeah, no price here. It's slightly larger than the previous version, 2023. It has a uh, 12.3-inch dual-wide displays and a floating module. I don't think it looks bad. I just, if I had to pick between this and the Ionic, and I don't know, it might be, it might be a little bit bigger. I, I, I'm more, if Ionic. I had to pick between those two, I would go in with Ionic. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Apple patent granted for embedded Face ID expected in iPhone 16 Pro. Embedded meaning shrunken? Because that's um, what it looks like to me. I think it's within the display. I'm surprised you didn't lead with this story right here. That's an... In, like, if you got that in the thumbnail right there, this image that they put on 9to5Mac, that image yeah, is crazy. One. Like, okay. iPhone 16, if it actually looks like that... Well, I'll put it as a clip for sure. Yeah, if that if that iPhone 16 looks like that, you're moving units. Hmm. And, uh, assuming that they're able to actually fit the Face ID components necessary under display i think it's going to be a combination right some under display and some are going to be trapped right in that bezel section Mm -hmm. coincidentally apple was granted a patent for this technology on the same day as the latest supply chain report Mm. iphone 10 introduced the notch 14 pro came dynamic island iphone 16 pro expected to offer the next logical step embedded face id components beneath the display i know they wanted to do it for a while but it's difficult with all the variety of sensors and emitters that are part of their face id system it's not as simple as just a front-facing camera on apple's side there are some face unlock systems that work that way and they're extremely fast but they're less secure sure apple didn't want to give up the security level they had achieved with face id so we still have a dynamic island but you got to think it must be possible to miniaturize these things over time figure out a way and then have that same aggressive screen to body situation that we're seeing on android devices but come on to uh, the iPhone, that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. And it gives you more screen real, real estate, less distraction. Yeah, a full display um, on the front. Reports no by Ming-Chi Kuo and others stated that the feature would be limited to the iPhone 16 Pro models, consistent with Apple's increasing policy of widening the gap between the base and Pro models, and in particular doing so with display tech in the iPhone 14's lineup. For example, the base models stuck with the notch while the pro models got the dynamic island. Yeah, well, there is, I actually feel like that separation now is decent, but the price separation isn't big enough, which is why people were like, well, I'll just get the pro anyway. But maybe that's part of their strategy. Mm-hmm. Give dedicated features to the pro models, but then price it where you're just like, damn, I'll just get that. Mm-hmm. Not enough of a gap, but. Anyway, I think that look alone is going to move units. I promise you that. Mm -hmm. You want to move some units, Will? That's the dream phone. Just pure display. And completely symmetrical. Yeah. Chin, forehead, sides. Completely symmetrical, minimalist slab. No distractions 
no components, just kind of blobbed in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely. This smartphone app can check your health just by scanning your face. Mm. Neurologic's Anura app uses a short recording to identify potential health problems. They're like ugly. I'm like, that's not a health problem. Yeah, what? What's going on here? They're like, they're like idiot. I'm like, really? Just from the like instantly? <laughs> like just no from scanning. The, you didn't scan. Just from the face? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can probably tell a lot from somebody's face. They're gonna look tired and they're gonna look swollen. They're gonna have bags under their eyes. They could have uh, the color of one's eyeballs, you know? Sure, yeah. Uh, well, at MWC this week, the Anura app was able to tell me I was generally in good health, but looking a little old. By recording my face for 30 seconds, this comes via Tom's Guide, developed by a Canadian outfit, Neurologics. Oh, I would love to try this. Huh. Anura can test up to 30 different parameters by using transdermal optical imaging. I guess you could get temperature off of there. That that being reading the activity of the blood vessels in your face. No smartwatch or fitness tracker is needed for this analysis. All that's needed for this investigation into potential health problems, not diagnosis, obviously, is your phone's selfie camera. Anyone can download the free Neuralite version on iOS or Android, but it offers limited information. Then there's a paid version which is not available to just pick up on the app store. The idea is it will be bought by businesses, not individuals. So what, doctors and stuff? Mm. In employers or insurers putting it to use to see how employees or policyholders are doing. Oh, my God. Well, you can't have that insurance policy. You're dead in like the next three years. I get scanned every day when I walk in. They're like, you're looking terrible. Can we get an updated scan on you? We want to adjust your policy. Uh Uh-huh. Good Lord. Why not just let us buy the thing and do it ourselves? 3.6 stars, 454 reviews, 50,000 downloads. This is the light version available on Android. Wow. For investigational use only. It's intriguing to say the least. Wow. It tracks your heart rate. Heart rate, breathing, your vitals, your stress index. Oh, man. My face is looking stressed. I'm getting that. Dude, you should try it. I'm getting red. My meter's going red on that. I'll, I'll, I can't be downloading it right now, but I promise yeah, you, I'll do time. it. I'll definitely do it. I'll get that baby pumping. I'll see, see how where accurate at. that is. They're like, you're looking a little rough on it. You might need a little vacation over there. I'm like, consistency. Yeah. Thirty-seven out of thirty-seven. This is Let's your. Go. This is your last day though, and Mo's not even here for you to train him. So what's happening tomorrow? Yeah, I don't know. I'm freaking out, man. I guess it's going to have to be Jack. <laughs> a Jack? <laughs> Isn't it? I guess so. I don't know. We could call up Vin. Oh, yeah. I... Who are we going to train? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Hopefully. Who are you going with? Nominate your person. Mo. It would have to be Jack, right? But he's not here tomorrow. Who? Jack. Are you sure? Usually he's Did not you here. ask him? Uh, no. Hmm. Well, people are not happy here. They say consistency is key. They're talking about Otis. Yeah. They, uh, someone's cheering for Vin. That might, Vin might just collapse Vin. if you made him hit all those buttons. <laughs> he might short circuit. Yeah, I would think so. 
PlayStation is planning industry-shaking acquisition in response to Xbox Activision deal, says an analyst. Ooh, key, critical. PlayStation versus Xbox. Who will win the war? The war that's been raging for decades. Whoever has more money. Despite multiple setbacks, Microsoft are continuing on their attempt to acquire Activision. For months, Activision has been bickering with regulators and companies across the world about the deal, most significantly with regards to the future exclusivity of Call of Duty. Initially, Microsoft said that making COD and Xbox, Xbox exclusive wouldn't be profitable, but then confessed it's something they'd think about in several years. Mm, sneaky. As reported by GG Recon, PlayStation are reportedly eyeing Take-Two Interactive, which would be major. Industry analyst Lumberjack Ride tweeted, have it on extremely good word that if Microsoft acquires Activision Blizzard, Sony is going after Take-Two to counter it. Three of my trusted and almost always correct sources confirmed that to me. Oh my, oh my indeed. Huge ramifications. Take-Two Interactive owns Rockstar Games. GTA. If this deal went ahead, both GTA and Red Dead Redemption franchises could end up becoming PlayStation exclusives. It's like an arena and everyone's... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go. The Coliseum. The Coliseum. PlayStation on one side, Xbox on the other. Which do you think... Which combo wins? Microsoft plus Activision or Sony plus Take-Two? Dude, that's a tough one. They're both enormous I'm, franchises. I'm biased to Take-Two. <gasps> More so than Activision. You're biased. Well, actually, you know what? They have Overwatch. Activision. Yeah, Blizzard. Oh, man, that one's tough. I don't know. Oh. You can't even place a bet on it. Yeah, I, I don't think I can. It's important to remember that this is all a rumor for now. Still, it's one that could truly change the industry in the coming years if it proves to be true. I mean, take two would Very have Very unlikely, though. Take right? two would Let's have to be it into it there. as well. Like, that's the other part people don't talk about. They're like, yeah, sure, they could get a deal done. No problem. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, look at the complexity of the Activision deal. Mm -hmm. But obviously, it is a an aggressive move. And if it were to happen and go through the Activision deal... So the pressure is going to be on Sony to do something similar at that scale. We're not talking about some small-time game developer, publisher, whatever. We're talking about big scale. If we're talking Call of Duty, we're talking the biggest scale. Which one's bigger, Call of Duty or GTA? Well, but, but remember, Blizzard is big too. It's, Blizzard in general. Yeah, yeah, so it's... Diablo coming out as well. See, what's weird one. about that is that exclusive I don't think hurts to the same extent as COD because COD is such a console. Console, yeah. And Sony yeah, yeah. is on the console right. side. Uh, GTA is also console and PC, but a lot of console. Yeah, a lot of modding. And Red Dead Redemption is a lot of console. Uh -huh. So this is where their interest would lie in Take-Two specifically as a counter move to the Xbox Activision move. Wow. You guys place your bets right now in the comments. Uh, who do you take in this upcoming battle? Is it going to be Microsoft Activision or will you vote for PlayStation and Take-Two? Speaking of GTA. GTA 6 water physics look absolutely unreal in a new leak. I thought we weren't supposed to be leaking GTA anymore. Yeah, well, although I looked over it, it doesn't seem like a leak. Not as leaky? It's just 
kind of like showcasing technology. Isn't it interesting that it's huh? it's <laughs> you seem defensive. Well, isn't uh, it? One thing. <laughs> you know, we're talking about water in this new leak. Water is hard. No, but water <laughs> in a new leak. Oh, I got you. I Do got you, you got me? Well, yeah. the wait for Grand Theft Auto Six continues, and Rockstar's uh, Rockstar Games is uh, has said or indicated, I guess, that there's no major delays based on previous leaks. It was weird the way they their language around it. We talked about it on this show. How it sort of made it seem that the game was on track, but of course everyone's paranoid that it's not on track at all, mm-hmm. and it's going to take forever. But anyway, I guess we have a look here at some water physics. Yeah, yeah. And it's not extremely leaky. So here it is. NVIDIA. Look at that. Oh, we have it. It's a French. Woof. Uh, Damn, dude. That is... Lovely, you know, imagine the complexity in that stuff right there. Yeah, they put the big boulder in the middle to showcase physics how sick their physics are. They're like, Look where it hits the boulder and falls off of it. But you can kind of see the bubbles, they foam and then they dissipate. It's lovely stuff. There's uh caustic effects there. Easy, Will. Easy there. You're, you're, you're taking it a bit far there. You're getting people turned on with the caustic. You, you can kind of see the sand interact with the water and kind of like, uh, just kind of like the water melting into the sand. We got a comment here yeah. that it looks too shiny. Do you agree? Yeah, sure. Yeah. A little too shine? Yeah, they can tweak the specularity. Imagine trying to nail something oh, like gosh. this. Like, so a little too shiny, a little too matte, a little too dull, a little too vibrant, a little too colorful, a little too, a little too, a little too, a little too. Oh, either way, just the movement, impressive. If I'm on the beach in GTA and this is what's going on, if that's, I'm on... Yeah, that's your whole game. If I'm you on the sea in GTA, I'm yeah. getting nothing done. Uh-huh, I'm yeah. just looking around and moving around. I'm getting nothing done, which yeah. is good, which is exactly what I want. Sure, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be immersed to the extent that I forget what I'm even up to. As reported by Dexardo insider Alex Venturas claims that Rockstar San Diego has around 20 engineers working to exclusively make GTA 6's water physics as realistic as possible ahead of its time, adding that Rockstar have invested in new technologies which are being integrated into the development. I bet. This is they so much writing on this. I bet mm-hmm. that they are investing in such things. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Here is Jack Dorsey's new decentralized Twitter. This is your new social media. Meet your new social media. Well, that's uh that's your that's your clip title thumbnail. The new social media. Mm. You did it last time with Instagram's Yeah, I did pretty well. Former uh founder. Yeah. Doing his own social media. Everybody is social media making a comeback. Elon comes in, buys Twitter, and then obviously Zuckerberg bought Instagram. And those guys are like, we're not done. We like so we're gonna do another social media. Yeah. And this one, I don't know what the relationship Dorsey and Elon. It seems to it's a hot cold. Yeah, it's a love hate. It's a hot cold. Former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey released a beta test of the Blue Sky social media app, but it's still invite only. 
And he's big crypto, big block, big Bitcoin. He loves it. The mm-hmm. Decentral. Uh, big payments. Had the Square thing going on, which they changed their name too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Or logo? Mm-hmm. What are they now? It starts with a B. Block? Square became Block? I think you might be yeah, right I about think that. So, yeah. Twitter users could have the chance to pivot to an upcoming rival social media app, Blue Sky, which launched its beta test on Apple's App Store Tuesday. Former Twitter CEO and founder Jack Dorsey is the mastermind behind Blue Sky, which he announced he would be focusing on after Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion in October last year. Blue Sky was originally conceptualized as a decentralized social network all the way back in 2019 as an extension of Twitter. Oh, people were just commenting it's blue as well to rival twitter twitter blue it's very twitter blue well it was a piece of twitter so that kind of makes sense and then you're not going to go change the name if it was an additional item which then broke off into its own independent thing Mm. both twitter and blue blue sky realized that our independence is important to the success of the project which is why we established an independent company to ensure that we serve the broadest possible interests. The beta app can be downloaded from the App Store by invite only, and users who want to join can submit their email addresses to be placed on the waiting list. According to TechCrunch, Blue Sky's interface is similar to Twitter with slight differences like asking, what's up, in the text box. How friendly is that? What's up, in the text box instead of what's happening, but simplifies the process by including a plus button to add 256 characters With the option to add photos, it'll also reportedly allow users to view updates on the home timeline with feeds divided into posts and post replies. So who knows? What's the what would the uh, censorship look like on a decentralized social media? Would it be there at all? What would the moderation look like? Mm. All good questions. I would have to give give a crack at this and see what's going on. Building a social internet decentralized no central body no centralized governance no centralized moderation staff many questions the web email rss feeds xmpp chats what all these technologies had in common is they allowed people to freely interact and create content without a single intermediary we're building the at protocol a new foundation for social networking which gives creators independence from platforms Developers, the freedom to build, and users, a choice in their experience. Sounds so, kind of cool. So is this living on the blockchain as well? Sounds kind of cool. Since I, it's decentralized? I don't know, man. If it is truly the internet for social, hmm. I just have a hard time believing it. There's so much influence. And even when we talk about ChatGPT, we're like, nah, there's people there. There's people making sure that... So, yeah, pulling strings. There's people there. And would this be the same thing or would it be truly decentralized? And yeah. and would it be able to get away with that? Because everybody gets fired up about things getting posted and the incitement of things. And it could devolve into complete chaos like other places on the web that have zero yeah. moderation. moderation. I don't know. Interesting, though. Certainly falls into the category of interesting. Yeah. I would vote for that. TikTok will limit teens to 60 minutes of screen time a day. Ooh, hoo, 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 controversial. Teens are the 
can be the toughest to regulate on this topic. Mm-hmm. New features are rolling out that will automatically limit screen time for minors and expand parental controls on family parenting. Well, they know the language now. They know the conversation is out there about people saying this is bad news for the youth. Yeah. And TikTok Addiction. is like, we don't want parents to delete the thing completely off the phones of the youngsters. We're, we're already getting banned left and right. We've got to we got to advertise the fact that we're going to encourage a healthy relationship with your TikToks. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give the parents more control and make them feel really confident. It doesn't matter what they're watching for 60 minutes, as long as it's only 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. TikTok has announced a batch of new features intended to reduce screen time and improve the well-being of its younger users in the coming weeks. A daily screen time limit of 60 minutes will be automatically applied to every TikTok user under 18 years old. Teens that hit this limit will be asked to enter a passcode to continue watching. They can disable the feature entirely, but if they do so and spend more than 100 minutes on TikTok a day, they'll be asked to set a new limit. Interesting. They're like, okay, the 60 minutes wasn't enough. What's a healthy limit for you, huh? That's like telling the kid, fine, do it yourself. Fine, you decide what time you go to bed, and then they're miserable the next day. Yeah, yeah. TikTok to like 23 hours. Of course that's going to happen. <laughs> TikTok claims these prompts increase the use of its screen time management tools by 234% during the feature's first month of testing. Teens will also be sent an inbox notification each week that recaps of their screen time that will recap their screen time, allowing younger users to be aware of how much time they spend on the app. I mean, what this is going to lead to is more guilt. Everyone's going to feel terrible when they're forced to reflect on mm-hmm. how much time they've wasted on these apps. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, damn, that was like 20 hours over there. I'm dead. I can't be doing it. I feel terrible. But at the same time, they kind of need to know as well. So I'm conflicted on it. It's the right step. TikTok says it consulted current academic research and experts from the Digital Wellness Lab at Boston's Children's Hospital when deciding how long the time restriction should be. While there's no collectively endorsed position on how much screen time is too much, or even the impact of screen time more broadly, we recognize that teens typically require extra support as they start to explore the online world independently. Uh, you think? But it's, I don't even think it's necessarily just the amount of time, it's what? What is the subject matter? What is the platform? What is the content? What is it encouraging? How much concentration? How much lack of concentration? How much attention necessary? What, what is the... Con- what kind of content? All these questions. That's it. All these questions, what is the exposure and how much of it? Mm-hmm. It's both. Uh, we'll get there eventually, one day, hopefully, maybe, maybe not. YouTube's new leader teases AI tools that can virtually swap creators' outfits and locations. Ooh, a little AI for you your could YouTubers. Be, uh, wearing some sort of beach outfit. A Hawaiian shirt or something. I can be fake vacationing. Uh-huh. Well, I'm definitely with, not vacationing. I can just get a hat. beach. I can have a GTA 6 level beach behind me over there. Yeah. And uh, I can ask Chat GPT which color outfit, and then I can ask YouTube's AI to actually switch my outfit to mm-hmm. Chat GPT's suggestion. Mm-hmm. Then why am I here anyways? Because I'm like, actually, can you just craft up, can you concoct up a version of me? Uh-huh, yeah. Neil Mohan has taken the reins following Susan Wojcicki's departure and already 
has some upcoming features to share. I need to hear her last name just one time from her, and I would all I'd be sorted out. Neil Mohan, the new head of YouTube, outlined, and I have, by the way, uh, direct relationship to it because I have a really long last name, and people are intimidated by it. Even though it's phonetic, it's pretty easy to pronounce. It's, uh, you, you see, Susan Wojcicki. Ah, that was the first way I said it. Let's Susan Wojcicki. Wojcicki. Hit me with Susan it's, Wojcicki. Wojcicki. It's spelled wrong, too. It's Wojcicki. No, 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 no. This is just for pronunciation purposes to emphasize the way you need to make it sound. Okay. Like Susan. Susan wow. Wojcicki. Susan Wojcicki. Susan Wojcicki. Okay, we got that settled. Yeah. Uh, okay, Neil Mohan is the new head. We've already talked about this. He's a big shot. I don't even know if we'll ever get him on our show again. Will now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's too popular. Now. Creators will be able to expand their storytelling and raise their production value from virtually swapping out outfits to creating a fantastical film. <laughs> that is such a press release word. Yeah. Fantastical, fantastical film setting through AI's generative capabilities. We're taking the time to develop these features with thoughtful guardrails. YouTube hasn't provided any specific details regarding how these generative AI tools will work, but Mohan said we can expect them to roll out to creators in the coming months alongside undisclosed protections to ensure the technology is being used responsibly. Oh, my God. Are we talking about, like, deep fakes? Easy, easy. Um, Maybe um, avatars. Easy. You know, like mascots or something. Following the explosive popularity and accessibility of generative AI models like OpenAI's ChatGPT and Dolly, many have questioned the ethics and legality behind the tech with some claiming the data sets used to train such models potentially infringe on copyright protections. AI presents incredible creative opportunities but must be balanced by responsible stewardship, said Mohan. With great power comes great responsibility. I don't know what that's from, but it's definitely a thing that somebody said somewhere. Uncle Ben. Mohan also promised a big new addition to YouTube Shorts later this year. YouTube will roll out a creation feature that allows users to record a short in a side-by-side layout beside an existing YouTube video or short, similar to TikTok's duet feature. TikTok's duets have become one of the platform's most recognizable formats since its release in 2018, so much so that Instagram rolled out its own variant for Reels in 2021. Dubbed Reels Remix. They all, it's a, it's a copycat league. You know, you got a, one guy's got a thing and they're like, hey, people like that. Where's, let's do one of those. Yeah. Uh, I like, I mean, he's doing stuff, trying to get the NFL on board. Like he's making moves, putting out these releases, talking the talk, walking the walk. We'll see. Coming months. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what this uh, develops into. Mm-hmm. A, the AI stuff is everywhere. I don't know how you do it responsibly. I don't know you get these deep fakes. I mean, they might step on some. Anytime you're trying to do anything different, you might step in a pile. You might step on a landmine. Mm-hmm. YouTube's been in the controversial side in the past. It's happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just hasn't been in a while in terms of like big controversy, adpocalypse style. They haven't been there extremely. Are they, for one? Re- they might be due for one. Yeah. Poor Neil. He comes in. He's like, ah, it was generative AI. Everybody wanted the AI. They all wanted it. They told me AI, AI, AI. (laughs) They told me, ay, ay, ay. And look at me now in ruins. No, I I don't know. 
they maybe they've gotten better at managing that and being a little more slow about it and saying try this a little bit we'll see how it goes you know maybe they've they've weathered the storm possibly yeah isn't it kind of similar to like snapchat filters or instagram filters something like that some sort of ai component that maps your face maybe maybe but Again, the the level to which they spoke on the topic of sensitivity leads me to believe it might be more powerful. Hmm. All right, last one. Olive oil in your coffee. New Starbucks line, a curiosity in Italy. Oleato. Wow, they never stop with the unexpected combinations of reasons to get you in there. Yeah, they keep trying new stuff. Over here, the new one they're marketing is pistachio. Okay. Lattes. Like, just, I guess that's just from season to season, they market some next one. They came with the pumpkin, you remember. Yeah. Olive oil in Italy, is, that stuff is, that's a serious topic, Will. Uh-huh. And you best be careful touching on this topic here. No, I, I read into it. It's really healthy for you. Speaking about stepping on lamb, I'm just saying people yeah. are very specific about. Sure. Olive oil, regions, soil, d- d- tomato sauce, and it- Italy and food, it's intense. Yeah, very passionate. Putting olive oil in coffee is hardly a tradition in Italy, but that didn't stop Starbucks uh, from launching a series of beverages that do just that in Milan. The coffee olive oil concoction echoing a keto-inspired trend of adding butter to coffee or MCT oil fats basically to coffee to make it more of a meal or delivered a little bit slower to the bloodstream this is the concept and then a sugary twist has provoked both amusement and curiosity among italians gambero rosso an italian food and wine magazine called the mixing of olive oil with coffee a curious combination but said it was reserving judgment having not yet sampled the drink it did praise featuring the staple of italian kitchens as a main ingredient not just a condiment the magazine also noted the health benefits of consuming extra virgin olive oil, which some Italians do habitually straight from the bottle. They banned the olive oil. Will, I'm explaining to you. I'm trying to explain to you. Yeah. Like when you go to the restaurant and you got the, the fresh bread and they bring the olive oil, they're not bringing you the butter. I'm sure you saw it. Yeah. You dip the bread in the olive oil. So what do you and have? It's great. So what do you have to it's say delicious. about the olive oil, Will? What do you have to say about it? I love it. Yeah. Um, on coffee, I would also reserve my judgment. You reserve. I haven't it. tried it. You're reserving the judgment. Although you? I am curious. Hmm. I'm very curious. I think you might go for it, Will. I'll try it if it's here. I don't know if we're gonna get it here. Is it a, just strictly regional? Well. You can literally just pour olive oil. Nah, well, they gotta. They must have some sort of blending technique going on. You don't want it to separate. Uh, three olive oil beverages available for sale at Starbucks cafes in Italy starting this week. Oleato is the name of the entire lineup. There's a latte, an oleato latte with oat milk and olive oil, an oleato ice shaken espresso with oat milk, hazelnut flavor, and olive oil and a golden foam cold brew made with a version of Starbucks's sweet milk foam infused with two olive oil servings. I'm a big olive oil. I don't know. I really don't. Of course, I've tried the coffees with the butter in them. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit greasy, but if you get used to them, they can. it can be a sort of a full-bodied experience. Okay. A thicker experience. 
I presume olive oil can kind of slot in there in a similar fashion. Uh-huh. The flavor is distinct. I don't think it's going to be for everyone. I'll take a crack. I'll reserve the judgment. I'll take a crack. Okay. Uh, shoot me an oleoto, oleato, whatever, and I'll take a crack. It's a fat, right? You put a fat in there. That's a huge spoonful. It's a serving, dude. Yeah. That's a serving. No, people, they talk about the health of the olive oil. They love the olive oil. Well, cool. Hmm. And look, Howard Schultz, he loves it. CEO, Starbucks. <laughs> he loves it. He, he's like, look at me. I'm in Italy. I'm doing olive oil drinks in Italy. What do you want from me? I never stop innovating. I'm Howard Schultz. So here's a little bit of a review. Selling coffee. Oh, they gave they gave a CNN reporter a crack at it, and not us. Don't they, they know the real CNN? Yeah, it says in New York. Is it in New York? Well, this reporter's in New York that posted here on CNN Business. I could see the oil in the cold drinks. It gave the cold foam a pale green tinge and appeared as a thin, bubbly layer on the shaken espresso and the cortato. On the first sip, I liked all of them. To me, the golden foam on the cold brew had the strongest olive oil taste, nutty and sweet and surprising as promised. I could detect it in the cortado and the espresso in a more subtle way. In the hot latte, I couldn't really taste it at all. Sounds favorable. After a few sips of each, I felt it felt like too much. I usually drink regular coffee with a plant-based milk, preferably unsweetened. So the sweet cold drinks, the shaken espresso and cortado especially, felt like a delightful indulgence. They would have been great without the olive oil, which seemed like an unnecessary flourish. Starbucks describes the drinks as lush and velvety thanks to the oil, but to me, they just started to feel weighed down. And for a while after I tried the beverages, I could feel the oil on my lips. That's the one thing yeah. with the MCT or the butter that some people never get over. They're like it, the greasy feeling on the lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But who knows? Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying things. They're yeah. trying new things. Maybe they've got a hit. Maybe they don't. Does Howard know better than us? He has sold more coffee than any of us. Yeah. Agree or disagree? I agree. You might have to agree. Thank you very much to everybody who joined here today. We truly do appreciate your support. And we support all the different coffee flavors that you enjoy. Uh Please do us do us a big one and uh, hit the notification on the channel so that we, you, you're here for these live broadcasts whenever possible so you get that notification in advance. I have no idea what Will's plan is for tomorrow and the next day, so I can't really give you a report at this moment. He claims that he's going to train somebody to be him. It remains to be seen. I mean, this might be the cliffhanger of all cliffhanger. Who is sitting in that chair, if anyone at all? And whether or not the show goes on. Some say the show must go on. Have you heard that before? I've heard of that too, yeah. Some people say the show must go on. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that looks like. Wish us luck in figuring all of this out. We're going to need it. And we may or may not see tomorrow. Later. Ending.